What's up, everybody, and welcome to Health Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, SoCal Gula with Stephen Z. And today we're going to be talking about personal growth. And before we get into it, I'd just like to say if you could subscribe and also share it with a friend, that'd be awesome. And that being said, let's get to it. So good morning, Stephen. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Good to be here. Yes, definitely. So today we're going to talk about personal growth. Uh, it's a long journey, right? It definitely. is. It be, uh, it's definitely a tough one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think that you like in the beginning, let's say with me, it all took like a, just like a kind of a spark, like I need to gr- um, get better, but it wasn't really like, oh, I need a gr- personal growth because a lot of people don't even know what personal growth really is or like what, like, how do you do it? But it takes like a lot of like, self-reflection right you know you gotta look at what you're doing inside of your own life that's not letting you grow and also sometimes you might have to even figure out what you have to let go in order to grow so what kind of like what like started you on your like growth your personal growth journey um i think uh for me i got to a point in my life and it was hard because you know It's like after a certain way for so long, you kind of don't realize it. But I think I got into a point in my life where I just wasn't happy with myself. And it took a while to kind of figure out what was wrong exactly. It's like, you know, you can think about, I thought about my job. I thought about, you know, I had some health things going on with my wrist and my ankle. I think that maybe added to it a little bit. But Basically, it took me doing a dive within myself to kind of look and analyze my life to figure out what areas I need to improve on. And I've I've always read books. um, But I think my problem was I kind of looked, I had all this information, but I wasn't applying any of it. It was like I had, you know, I read multiple different books. It has all these good ideas, but I never really took action on anything. So it took me acting to kind of get myself out of my funk you know just doing the little things too like waking up on time to do my at first it was to do my cold plunges and then I added my workouts and then I started eating better so it took a little bit of everything it wasn't just one particular thing that got me out it was like a series of these small little steps that I did over time that kind of helped me get out of my funk and I know you did some growing too so how was that uh, process for you? Oh man, it was like, it started with just wanting something like I wanted to be better, you know, like, cause I was kind of like a train wreck and I did it for my nieces, you know, like the, and my, my family and people could just see me in a better light. But I was like, I didn't know like what I needed to do. So I was just like, I knew I needed to change. And it's crazy because like, I just needed to change. So I just went online and started looking at stuff and it was like, like they say, like, um, once a student is ready, the teacher appears. So a lot of people, the teacher never appears or they don't like them. They're just like, this guy is full of stuff, shit or whatever, like a mentor or like a, so I just started looking for that. And then I ended up coming across like Grant Cardone and Ty Lopez and Gary V. And then they kind of like put a lot of things in my head about growth. And that's what it started, like, um, started, you know, like, but to even start, it was just such a long journey because, um, you know, I lived 30 five years doing the same shit. And now I'm like, Oh, I need to grow. So like one of the first things I did was just try to like remove text toxicity out of my life. And that was something like, 
list, stop listening to the music that I listen to. I'm like, you listen to all this music and I'm like, well, it's just, oh, I'm listening to this every day and it's putting negative thoughts in my head. And that was the first part of my growth. So I'm like, okay, let's replace the music that the sad music and the, the self-deprecating music and stuff like that with positive things like podcasts and like you're saying, audio books and these mentors online. And that was just the first part, just to get your mentality right. And then after I got my mentality right, then it's just step by step, like you're saying, but it takes sometimes a long journey because one step could take you a year. It could take you two years. Like just stop being negative. Stop being self-deprecated. Learn how to talk right, like to be more positive with your words. Like that alone could take a year. And then you got to go to the next one. Okay, now how do I stop drinking? And and then I went from there and then like, okay, now how do I stop smoking? Like, how do I um, become better with people that I talk to? And then how do I, you know, eat better? So it's like a progression, but you know, a lot of times you fail, like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. I'll stop drinking for six months. But then I ended up drinking again for four more months. And then I stopped drinking again. And then I'll drink a few times, you know, it's that, so it's just like, it's a crazy battle and it's a battle with your mind, but you can train your mind and you can train your habits and you got to have to know that you can train your mind, you can train your habits, and eventually you will beat them. And once you beat one small battle, like you're saying, like you get these small battles, then you could actually can know that you can do it. And then you could make the battles bigger and beat the next demon and the next demon, and you just get better and better. And then after you beat all your demons, like that's the first step. You got to get rid of all the bad stuff. Then you're saying like, how do I get better? And uh, how do I become elite how do i become top notch higher in the hierarchy you know how do i become a beast mode you know how do i do that and that's the next part and so that's a whole nother journey like how do i gain muscle how do i lose weight how do i make my mind like ironclad you know like how do i do all this stuff so but it takes just fortitude and just keep trying at it and going with it and that's like pretty much um the growth process but it all started with self-reflection all right yeah, I kind of like how you said too. Uh, some of these steps that you're taking could take, you know, months to a year or maybe even longer to change. And I think that comes with having to break some bad habits that you have. Like some of those habits that you've had that you've had your whole life to have to analyze yourself and start to tear those down is a process. It's just not like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I want to be like this, and then you change like that. It's like you no, know, like like positive self-talk is a big one so if you're always talking bad about yourself you have to be able to catch yourself like oh why am I even saying like I can't do it or I'm I'm fat I'm ugly I'm this I'm that or whatever mm-hmm. to go inside and be able to catch yourself takes time and it takes practice and after you know the repetition of doing it over and over and over again like for, for me it was I'll, I'll always remember this moment where I was driving on the freeway and somebody cut me off and I like flipped my lid because uh, he cut me off and they started driving slow and I was like hitting the dashboard. Yeah, I was a lot younger too. I was uh, a little bit more angry, but I was hitting yeah. the dashboard. I freaking, I think I threw something and then and then all of a sudden I became like calm and I was like, like, why am I getting so mad at this guy? I'm like, maybe, you know, he truly cut me off on an accident. It's an old person. I'm over here making this story up in my head and believing it to be true when in reality it could have been a multiple circumstances why it happened and from then on it was like whenever I would get mad I was able to kind of catch myself like I could feel that anger kind of boiling up in me and I was able to catch it quicker so I'd able to kind of bring myself back down the baseline within 
within like seconds after a while, after you practice it enough, it just becomes second nature. Like, all right, I'm getting mad. Let me take a deep breath. Like it's all right. It's not that big of a deal. And yeah, it, that process can take some time to get to that point. But like you said, it's about going back and trying it again. And then you go, you get a little bit better going back and trying again, you get a little bit better, but yeah, that process is uh could be brutal sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, that kind of reminds me too, of like when I first started, like I said, I got mentors, Grant Cardone was one of them. And a lot of people say, Oh, these people are scams. These people are this and that. Well, they, if they help you, it's, is it really a scam? And, but like he, and they also have little things in there. Like not, maybe some things are scams, but a lot of it might be good. So you don't want to limit yourself with that just because it might be a scam, but just don't give them no money or something like that. But one thing that he said is that play like the positivity game. And I thought that was cool. It's like, so when you wake up in the morning, start consciously thinking about your thoughts. Like, what am I thinking about? And as soon as you walk outside and you're like, oh man, I, this is fucking stupid. I'm late. Like you think, oh, that was negative. Started over. Like how long since I said a negative thought? So then you're just consciously aware of how, negative your thoughts are like man it's like work sucks i need a drink like oh that's a negative thought like how long did uh, it's only been five minutes since i said something negative before that and just kind of just keep tabs on it you don't really need to like write it down or anything but just kind of like be aware and then you'll start noticing like then you'll then you'll start noticing and be like oh i'm gonna say something negative like something pisses you off you're like nope you're like oh that's fine that's totally okay because i can't control that or something like that or like, I'm going to drink after work. I'm like, instead of saying that, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to drink after work. I'm going to um, eat healthier. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay down. I'm just going to go to sleep or whatever. Like, just so I don't do that. But try to like be aware of your thoughts because that's where everything starts at is in your mind. And then like you're you're not drinking or smoking or eating bad. That's a, the second layer, third layer thing. The first layer starts in your mind. So you got to be aware of your mind and like kind of like, and that's part of the self-reflection as well. I think there's a, a quote uh, by Carl Jung. It's until you make the subconscious conscious, it will, I'm paraphrasing, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. So mm -hmm. you got to be able to bring these things up to the surface in order to change them. Because like, how do you change an aspect of yourself you're totally oblivious to and unaware of? You're like, yeah. you might not even be aware of the problem. So for you to change it is almost near impossible until you bring it up into your conscious mind yes yeah you can't <laughs> there's no way you're going to change it if you don't do that that's for sure and then also you gotta like set goals you know you got set clear goals um did you set any goals like what was some of your like goals that you set um when i first started it was to stop drinking that was i think my first big one because i felt that had such a grip on me um, so for me to stop drinking was, you know, it was a battle, like I'm sure it was with you where, you know, the first time I stopped for a few months and then, you know, I went back for a year or maybe longer after that. And then I made another attempt and stopped. And then eventually it was this kind of ping pong back and forth where I got to the point where I just, I think, like I was, I said earlier, I was so unhappy with myself and I was just drinking every weekend. And for anyone that knows me, I was the type of drinker, like I didn't have to drink every day, but when I drank, like I would drink, I would get, like, I would try to ride that fine line between being so drunk and like be as, as drunk as possible and not throw up. Like, that's where I wanted to be. Like, so I didn't have a, a limit and 
I, I just didn't like myself like that. And then as I got older, I started getting hangovers. So I would be not a hundred percent for the next two to three days after. And it was just like a cycle that I wasn't happy with anymore. So to break that took, took some time. It took some effort. Um, Did you write but, down goals? Did you like write them down like in a journal or like write like anything down? No, I haven't actually gotten into like journaling or writing anything down. They're more of like a mental thing where like, all right, I'm not happy doing this anymore. So let's work on it. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, do it was something. just one, one straight goal that you're focused on the drinking. So it's like not really because yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't going to forget that one just because, you know, it was <laughs> so like, yeah, like I said, it had such like a grip on me to get out of that little death grip it had took some time and it took a lot of effort and willpower and consistency but eventually like you said if you keep hitting it like eventually you're going to get to your goal but obviously if you quit then you never get there so all it is is coming back and showing up for yourself every day and eventually you hit your goal because yeah, uh, a lot of people say journaling like oh if you write it down it makes it real they say you know like oh it makes it real and I, I did that you know I just follow advice I don't really journal or write down much anymore sometimes i'll write down in my like little journal like, about the day I haven't done it in a while but i remember i was just writing down like like over and over again the same thing like five different things like you got to stop drinking you got to stop smoking you got to start working out you got to start eating well and just write it over and over again like on a whole piece of paper flip the paper around and write it again just to make sure you get it in the head like i have to get this and like and then i would do it all the time like okay today i'm going to write my goals down like what are my goals? And like, I just write like a whole piece of paper, like just even if it was a wild idea, you know, buy a mansion, you know, go to go on vacation here, go vacation there, do this, do that, like just wild things. But it's like, just none of it was like, oh, keep drinking. Like that wasn't one of my goals. One of my goals was like, keep smoking. Like, you know, it was, I was trying to like do positive things. So that could help as well as a, a way to put your goals down as well. But like you're saying, if you're just focused on one or two, like, you know, like uh, this is the one thing I have to stop in order to grow and get better. Hit that area hard. Yeah. So you go and hit it hard. Like, do you like also too, like, do you remember the last time you drank? Like, did you know that this was going to be the last time? Um, no, actually, I think one of the last times I drank, well, my fiance, she relates one point. She's like, I consider your last time my birthday because that was the last time I was like actually drunk. Yes. But the last time I actually had a drink, I was with my nephew. And I remember even I had like three tall cans. And I remember I drank only like one and a half, which, you know, is odd for me. I was yeah, like, very odd. Back when we were younger, I'd pound an 18 pack to myself and you know, <laughs> still go out and drink some more. But I just wasn't feeling it. It was almost like, I don't know. I just didn't want it i had one and then i started drinking the second one i think i got like halfway through and i'm was just like i'm done and in, yeah. in, in that moment i wasn't like oh this is going to be the last sip of beer i ever have that's crazy but i just i didn't have like a i don't know i wasn't attracted to it anymore kind of yes your thing <laughs> yeah like you know I, I still drink a few beers here and there like this year but now that i'm 40 i'm gonna try to just stop completely but i probably you know like have a glass of wine or beer like here and there and like but I can control it now but I used to not be able to control it at all and I don't really like I have no desire for it really like I'm just saying like okay if you when you're at your wedding you know I might drink a few beers you know like but other than that like there's no special occasion or something if, you know if I'm going out with a girl and she wants to drink a beer like I'll drink a beer with you whatever 
But other than that, I'm not doing that because it's not really a detriment to me anymore, I don't think. But I remember at one point, like everyone else, I'm getting older. I'm going to the same bars that all my friends would go to. And now none of my friends are there. And I'm sitting there by myself drinking. And uh, there was actually some girl I knew just from the bar there. And she walks up to me and she goes, you look lost. Like you look like you're completely lost. And I was just, and I was, and I was just sitting there literally just self-reflecting on myself thinking like, is this what my life came to? Like all my friends are like getting relationships, having families and not, you know, maybe still drinking, but not drinking at bars like this anymore. And I'm like over here by myself, just drinking. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is pathetic. This is like, this is not the life I want. And I was just like, I'm going to, I need to stop. This. this is completely stupid. You know? So I just stopped. No, I don't do that anymore. You know, like, I go to the bars and now I'm like, I'm just like, why am I here? This is not my scene. This is not the people. It's not my crowd or anything. So I just don't like that, you know, but like I said, I'll have a beer. Like if I'm on a big date or something or some big event happens, you know, I'll have one who cares, but you know, it, but if I would have drank that one or, and it would lead into me drinking all the way till two, three in the morning at the bars again, like it used to take an Uber over there after the event or whatever, then no, then I would still have a huge problem. And, but now I grew like kind of past that. I don't even like really crave it. I don't like it. And I don't even really want it. Yeah. I'm the same way. I got to a point where I was like, I don't need it anymore. Like even to have one. And I've, that was always my point too. Even when I would, would drink, I'm like, my fiance would be like, why don't you just have one? I'm like, well, what's the point in that? Like if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. Yeah. So I'm kind of <laughs> in the same boat where sometimes people will offer me non-alcoholic beers and <clears throat> I've had them, but for the most part, I'm like, I don't need the taste. Like, like I was yeah. in it for the feeling, the way it made me feel, not the way it tastes. Yeah. And it was funny to change the subject a little bit. I mm. was thinking about this a few days ago. I'm like, it might be, or you might be the reason you might've planted the seed in my head because you stopped drinking before I did. Yeah, I was still drinking. I, I know you would call me like, or, you know, we would, we're obviously we're friends. So we had communication. You were basically would tell me like, you know, you should start thinking about your, your drinking, man. Like you have your son, like you don't want to end up like your dad. And <laughs> at the time I didn't really think anything of it. Like I was still doing my own thing, but maybe just planted some little seeds in my head because those were kind of the reasons that turned into my big reasons. Like, you know, I started reflecting on, my dad and the way he passed from drinking too much, pretty much. And I didn't want to put my son through that. I'm like, am I really going to be that selfish where I I can actually stop and I have the knowledge to stop and I'm not going to because alcohol has such a grip on me that I'm going to put my son through the same thing that I went through. And my dad, he passed that, you know, he was young, he was 53 years old. So I'm 40. I'm like, that's only 13 years from now. And I, feel like if I would have continued down that path, I probably would have ended up in a similar situation because I used to drink a lot. Like yeah. I said, not every day, but on the weekends, I would go hard in the paint and just drink as much as I could. And, and just think like 13, 14 years, Stevie, your son would be around the same age. You were 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, like history repeating itself. Yeah, it's like, I'm the one who could break the generational curse, and I'm not going to because of X, Y, and Z. Like, no, like, if it, I know, and change is hard. That's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. I know it's freaking hard. I've done it. And Very hard. So, so it's like, I don't want to, if I could be the one that breaks that little generational curse, then so be it. Like, I'll freaking sacrifice the 
myself a little bit and go through that painful process of changing those bad habits. And hopefully it ends with me and I don't pass it on to my son. And you know, it's I like, you're, you know, you're my best friend and I'm very proud. And, um, you know, it makes me happy to know that I did help you with your journey because, you know, that's what we're doing here. And you, you know, how hard a change is. I know how hard change is. So like, this is why we're even doing the podcast in the beginning, because we're here trying to help other people. Someone's going to watch this. I know people that look at it and they tell me, they DM me saying like, oh, you're helping me, you know, like, so I, I like helping people like, and a lot of people don't like sharing their stories or their past and stuff because they're just, and that's fine. They're just do it their own way. But, you know, you and I, we like sharing our stories because we know like, maybe we could stop somebody at 25 instead of at 35 or 40, you know, and they could get their life together even sooner or anyone, you know, like help them. But that also goes with the uh, two, like, just make sure when you're growing, you have to like, a lot of times you have to get rid of people in your life because a lot of people don't want to see you do, do good or a lot of people just want to stay in the same lifestyle and they're going to, you know, try to hold on to you as, as hard as possible so you don't leave. They don't want to see you grow. They want to see themselves comfortable in their own lifestyle. But once you do leave, they're, they're just fine. You know, they, they still live in their life without you. And but yeah. you have to be around other people and be um around people that are positive and like trying to grow as well and doing good things and want the best for you because that's how you're going to get out of this situation you need help it's too hard to do it by yourself even if you have to just listen to this podcast me and steven i like, will be your friends like through de facto through the internet like through the podcast like yes we don't know you personally we may not hang out with you but we are going to help you by just sharing our stories and that you can relate to because you know, you can't really speak the things that you never done and experienced. Like we've done this, we experienced that. We know the treachery, the depression, like the fucked up shit that you get when you get into these modes and get into these bad routines. And a lot of people are in them, a lot, a lot of people. And, you know, we're just trying to help with that. But also too, it's like, you know, I, you know, like I said, you're my best friend. I'm like, I wouldn't want me to like sit there and grow and grow and grow. And you sit there and just watch you just sit there and deteriorate and just fucking get worse and worse. You know, that wouldn't be bad. So I'm glad that, you know, my actions and, you know, like learning through, I try to like um, lead through example. Like, I'm not going to tell you to do something and me not doing it, you know? So I try to like be the best I can and hopefully other people see that and elevate them. But also, you know, you're helping me too, because you're now working out and you're like, you got a six pack. So I'm like, oh, I want that as well. You know, like, so it's like, and like, see what you're eating. I'm like, oh man, I should eat some of that instead of this. So it's like, and it's a, it's like a, a loop where now we're sitting there getting better and better. It's like, and, and it's not like it's a competition, like, Oh, I'm trying to be better than you. It's kind of like, we're just growing together. And it's like, and that's, what's awesome too. Like, cause like even Snoop Dogg says, once you're growing, sometimes it's called the gap. Other people are not growing and they want to like put you, bring you back down. But the only way for you to get back down is to lose. You're going down. And that means you're losing. We don't lose. We win. So like, oh, no, we're going up. So you, you either catch up or else you're getting left behind. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good too. Yeah, I think I've actually heard him say that before. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy, definitely a crazy journey. And, you know, I think the way that you told me to, it wasn't like you called me and like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You're a damn drunk. And, you mm -hmm. know, you didn't talk to me like that. Like, so yeah, I don't do that. I <laughs> think that's how you get other people to change this. Let's, I'm going to make this person feel as shitty as I can about themselves. <laughs> and then so they're going to change. That's what's going to be it. It was like, you were almost only kind of just suggesting things to me and yes. I think the way you did it made it because when you say certain things to people like that like oh I think you're drinking too much this and the other thing like the like a wall comes up they get into mm -hmm. like a defense mechanism and 
anything you say after that point, like the wall, it just bounces off the wall, it hits yeah. the wall, and that's the end of it. But the way you said it, it was almost like you're like, oh, maybe you should do this and like think about this. And yeah. I think uh, it probably worked out very good in the end. Well, obviously, you know, I did stop in the end, but you know, I think my my sister she used to tell me I had a drinking problem and. I just the way she said it was not good, so I never would listen to what she said. Um, even even if she was true, so yeah, you gotta the way you talk about people or the way you su- try to suggest things, like kind of like we said in another podcast that uh, like you can't force anyone else to change. Like as much as you love them, as much as you care about them there's nothing you can really do to change that person if they're not willing to change. And all you could do is be there to support them and give them encouragement. And that's about it. You, you there's not much else you can do yeah. to, to change anyone. Yeah. Like I said, like I might've sparked it off. I didn't suggestion and trying to help you out. But at the end of the day, you did the work, you know, you wanted to change and you did change, you know, so you gotta, you know, most of the credits on you, but yes, like, you want to be a support system and help people out as well. Like I say, I lead through example more than, you know, I talk about my experiences. I don't tell people like, you know, I have family members and uh, other friends that are still, you know, doing self-deprecating things, ruining their life. Like I see that every day and it hurts me like in my heart. I'm thinking like, I wish I could change, but you know, I can't make them change. And sometimes I'll tell them like, you know, you should do this and try to like tell them things like I told you, but it doesn't go through with them. So maybe when they're ready, you know, I'll be here. I was like, here, here's my, po- go listen to my podcast, you know, go listen to the, my videos or whatever. Like this is what it's here for. Like I've been telling you. So, you know, you just hopefully one day they'll change, but if not, you know, it's going to be a downhill battle for them and, you know, it's not fun for them, but you know, and that's just what it is. You know, what it is, what it is, but I just lead through example. I'm not sitting there like, oh, you have to change or I'm not going to hang out with you or talk to you ever again. Like to my, you know, to somebody like that. It's like, I'll still talk to you, but I'm not going to go hang out and drink with you. <laughs> Yeah. Some people are like that too. It's funny. Like, like I said, like, Oh, I'm going to talk so bad about you that you're going to be forced to change. If if you want this friendship or our relationship to continue. Um, I wanted to ask you since, since you were the first person who stopped drinking between us two, like, how was that process for you? Well, when I first stopped drinking, like, you know, it was like, there was a lot going on too, because like when I first stopped drinking, it was three months before my dad passed away. And, uh, he died in December of 2019. You know, like I said, I drank a few times here and there, but I pretty much don't drink, but so I didn't drink for like since October till December. And then I was just like, and it was just kind of like, just not doing anything. Like I was just like staying away from everybody. That was kind of the thing. Like I just had to stay away from everybody. Cause even some people ask me like, how do you go to a bar or go, uh, hang out with drunk people? Like if, if you're like a, old alcoholic and i'm like well at first i couldn't you know like i could not hang out with a junkie i had to stay away from everybody i'm like and a lot of people would hit me up and be like what well, thought i was changing like, what's wrong with you you know like why aren't you hanging out like you don't like me or something anymore and i'm just like no and it's like hard to just explain to people like i'm doing this for me like i i just don't i have to stop drinking so then my dad passed away in december though then in new year's that year i did have a breakdown and a relapse and I drank and I got pretty drunk in Vegas and I broke down on Facebook, cried and everything. Like the video is still up there. A lot of people seen it. And I was just crying, like just crying, like how much I miss my dad. And it was messed up. And it was just, uh, and then I go and I put, posted it and kept it up there and said, I'm keeping this up here for me. So I could go back and look at it, like how like the emotional state I was in. So 
you know, like a lot of people should record themselves in some moments and come back and look at it and to see how they are like record yourself when you're drunk and just sit there and just record yourself and talk to yourself and then go back and look at it when you're trying to stop and see like that person. Be like, I never want to be that person. That's disgusting. I don't want, I don't like that. But then after that, I drank that one day. I didn't drink for like six months after that in 2020, you know? So that was like the longest I ever went. And like, I was just concentrating on just getting better, learning, like listening to audiobooks, staying positive and just staying away from everybody, you know? And then I drank, then I was moving out at that time and I drank a few more times. I was like, you know, I want to drink with my friends in Fontana and stuff one last time before I move on. So I drank like three or four times that in that few months and just went back into it. And I started realizing like, oh man, I'm getting back into it. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is going on here? And then I moved out with my, my current roommate, Mary, which she drinks like one or two, like here and there, but she doesn't really drink. And she kind of promotes me like, you know, like don't drink. I don't want you to go back to your old self. So that kind of helped me a lot too. Like just being around her instead of being around other people that would be like, you know what? Like you should come drink. Like, why don't you drink? Or it doesn't hurt you. Like, or something like that. Like you could drink a few or like, no, she was like, no, don't get back to your old self. Like, you remember how you were. So that really helped me and just being around someone like that and being around her. So that was a good support system as well. And also like, and then a few times I did, like I took her to a bar one day and like, I was like, on one of my relapses or whatever. And I'm just like, I feel like drinking a day. And like, cause I would drink like three times in a whole year, which I used to drink like 15, 16 times in a month. Well, I would, uh, I took her there and I drank one beer and then I drank another one. I'm not going to go to another one. She's like, no, you're not drinking another one. I'll leave or whatever. Like she told me like, she's like, drink some water and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I never had people drinking with me like that. They would always be like, oh yeah, let's go get another one. And then we just end up drinking all night. So then I was like, she kind of like helped me just regulate it. And then just also like, I didn't want to like disappoint her or anyone else. So I'm just like, you know, I'm going to stop drinking. And then, then it just kind of came about where I just didn't drink anymore. And then it's like, okay, now I don't even drink. Like, yeah, we went to a football game. I had one beer with like one beer and I was like, oh, I can drink one beer. And it's like going to open up the mindset, but it's not like I wanted to like, just drink one beer all the time. I was at a football game. I was like, I'll drink one beer. And that was it. I'm just sitting there. And I kind of thought in my head, like I should get another one, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then now it's like, okay, I could go. I hang out with people all the time. Like I'll go with her. And we went to a, like my friend, you know, my friend, Mary will go to like a concert and there'll be people drinking that's with us or I'll hang out with you or in a Super Bowl party or something. There's people drinking and I'm just like, I have no desire at all. I'm just sitting there not drinking at all. And it's like crazy. It's like, I don't even like have no desire at all. Like other people are drinking around me. They could be like, and you kind of just kind of watching them drink. And it's like, oh, well, whatever, you know, they're drinking, they're having fun, but that just doesn't appeal to me anymore. So it's just crazy. Now I could hang out with people anybody and just have the willpower so it's like not even a problem anymore like it's so funny because once you get past it and over it it's just like for me at least i know some people they might still can't do that but for me it's just like it's just like nothing it's not even a problem now so it's like okay now i go to the next problem which was eating like okay now i need to fix my habit like or smoking like so it's just i knew i conquered that so i had to go to the next one and that's just what the growth is like and i was like oh now I use those same kind of steps with this next problem, you kind of learn and you know, you can defeat one of your biggest enemies. Now it's like, Oh, I could fucking defeat any enemy. I'm fucking. And then after you delete beat almost all your enemies, then you're like, dude, I can do anything. Let's just get elite. Now let's get fucking top notch. Let's do this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it's funny that you said too. I remember when I stopped drinking, like I couldn't be around people that were drinking. It was like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I told my fiance, like, Oh, why necessarily I couldn't go I think at first she really didn't understand and I'm like I and then eventually I got to the point where one of the things I do too is 
when something is bothering me, like I just don't go and tell my fiance like, oh, something's bothering me. Mm. Because a lot of the times, like I don't even know what is bothering me to begin with. So I got to do some digging and, and some analyzing. And then eventually I get to a point once I figure it out. And then I'll go to her be like, you know, this is something that's been bothering me lately. And then I'll talk to her just so we're on the same page. Like that, I think that's uh, how you make relationships work is having a communication. Like I just can't go in my little bubble yes. forever and not tell her anything. But I do do that in order to figure out what the problem is, because like I said, like I don't even know what to talk about in the beginning. So eventually I came to her and was like, you know what? I just can't be around it right now. I'm trying to stop and I don't want to have that temptation in my face. Like there's no point in me being being uh around people that drink right now because especially in the beginning because it's very hard to get out of your old habits so like why am i going to put myself in that position to make the change process even harder like to me that didn't make any sense at all to do that and and when you would yeah. talk to her did she like you're basically like seeking feedback which is like another part of growth like what did she like tell you like when you would tell her your problems like because like seeking feedback from like people you love is also very like important as well because like you know you want to see what they say like you know so what does she like tell you yeah she was very supportive and i think she basically said well, yeah i could tell something was bothering you but i really didn't know what it was so she was she kind of gave her insights like yeah that makes sense that if you're trying to stop drinking like i understand why you can't be around it right now so mm -hmm. i gotta thank her for that she was very supportive and during the whole process she never like talked down to me or yelled at me or you know She's very positive about the whole change. And, you know, even today, she's like, you know, sometimes I do miss having a drink or two with you. But she's like, she's happy with the person that I am today. And she's like, I wouldn't want you to go back to to your old person. Like, she's like, even though I love that guy, she's she was like, you're so much happier now, more positive that, you know, she's like, I'm happy for you. But she's like, I do miss having a drink with you here and there. <laughs> yeah. And that's just being honest, you know, like, in, like you're saying communication, but like, you have to surround her like and the thing about your uh, fiance is that she is very positive and very supporting and she is proud of you you know like i know that for sure but you know like you have to be around positive people like if you're not around positive people like it's just it's just the worst thing you could possibly do and a lot of people are negative like that's the one thing i did in my growth thing is just i get rid of people that are negative even people that i grew up with and like they would tell me things like oh you're not going to answer my call from somebody that's always been here for you I'm like, no, you're like, you, the only person that's with you a hundred percent of the time is you. Like I am the one that's with me all the time. Like you can't say you've always been here for me. Like, like what? So doing cocaine together and drinking together. That's always been there for me. Like, what, like, is that, you know, you didn't sock me up and tell me not to do it. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, like you're, you're a negative influence, but, and also things just like, just being so negative. Like it's just, it just drags you down. Like, it's just like, you have to get rid of those people. And then sometimes it's like family members and you're like, oh, well, you know, like you can't get rid of your blood. You can't get rid of your family. You might have to go to Christmas dinner and they might be there. But well, what you do with that is just try to stay with, away from them as much as possible. Love them from afar or whatever, because, you know, like friends, you could probably get rid of a lot of friends you can. But I know like family members, like sisters or brothers or even like uncles or aunts or parents even they could really be negative and bring you down. And like, you just got to distance yourself from them. And then other people, you just got to cut off totally. Like one of the biggest things I had to do with my growth is I had to move out of Fontana. I had to move out of my home city. 
because that's where all the it all began and people are like well you you love that like that's your city you know like but i always said like when you were born you didn't pick your city you didn't pick your city i was just born into that city and and then i was gonna go to the schools that were in that city so i'm gonna meet the friends that are in that city that i didn't have no choice to pick at all so like i'm gonna have friends that are in this environment that i didn't know like i didn't pick at all you know like so eventually you just start becoming friends with people and then later on in life like you start realizing oh, how tox toxic they are the bad decisions they make you do so then once you get old enough where you can actually make decisions on your own and be an adult and so i decided you know it took me 35 years but i moved out of fontana and i'm like you know what now i'm gonna just get rid of all these people that i don't like and just keep the ones i do like and move into a new area and from now on i'm gonna live where, the area where i want to live i want to get the friends that i want to pick you know like i'm not forced into the these friendships of just because i was in the city as a kid and you're kind of like in your environment a lot of people are trapped in their environment and that's a huge like um barrier for a lot of people especially since you're a kid you have no clue about what's going on so it's like even like you as a parent, you have a kid, like you want to make sure that he's in the right environments because that's what's going to stick with him forever. And those friends are going to be long lasting relationships. And I feel bad for a lot of people because they don't have the means or the money or the area to get out of area places like that. And even their parents might have to do some self-reflection and some growth in order to get them even into a little bit better place. But environment is a huge thing with your, uh, with your growth. And it could you know hold you down forever if you don't, if you're not careful and if you're unlucky yep exactly yeah, i remember for me i feel like my negative person even though i love my sister to death but she she had good intentions but it was her delivery that was the messed up part it was like she didn't have a positive way to like tell me you need to change and it even took a while like even after i was sober i think for like six months it felt like she just couldn't be happy for me she's like well, uh, you know, talk to me in another six months if you can make it that far. I'm like, like, why are you even saying like you can't be happy for your brother who hasn't drank? Like I drank my whole life and I stopped for six months. Like you didn't believe that I could go as long as I, you know, a year or two or three or whatever it was. It was like she yeah, now we're at two and a half years now. What's up? <laughs> I didn't understand that. Like, why can't you just be happy for me? And we, I still talk to her here and there, but, and she moved out to Utah, but she, I think she was one of the persons like, you know, I love her to death, like I said, but she just didn't have a, a positive way to communicate her feelings. Like her thing was always kind of like, I need to break you down and tear you apart to get you to change. And that, you know, if you do, you try to use that tactic, I'm going to tell you now, all you're going to do is push people away from you. Like, yeah. They're going to not want to come to you because every time, you know, I had a conversation with her, it was always like negative and it was always like, I need to change this about my life. I need to do this differently. And it's like, and maybe there's some truth to that. But when you talk to people a certain way, like, like I said earlier, they're not going to hear you. And I, I kind of had to distance myself from her a little bit. And mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, like I had you for my support. I had my fiance for the support. But for me, I kind of just went in my own little world for a little bit like i had to go in with the demons and have my battle with them and get to the bottom of it and figure out like what do i need to do in order to change and you know there's not always a book where you can read that's going to tell you all right this is what you need to do steps a through z like it's not like that it's you have to go in there and you have to figure it out and it's not easy you have to 
battle those demons and it's always not going to be clear what choices you should make and yes yeah Yeah, that's crazy too because you really do have to like go in your like your own world for a little bit like and it's i did the same thing i was in my own little world for a while like and it just a lot of people didn't even know because you know i would still like respond to them or talk to them but i'm just like i would never go out like one year I went out like four times or five times a whole entire year. Like I was just by myself and just sitting there trying to reflect it get depressing and alone, very lonely sometimes, but you know, it's like, I was just in that, but now I'm just, you know, embracing change. You got to embrace change and you got, and that's one of the big things too. But yeah. So what else? You said uh, you didn't go out four times a year. It's like, I know when you're in those moments too, like you just want to be by yourself. Like I understand that too, because I've had like other people when, or I'll just speak about myself. Um, when I was in my little funk, like I didn't want to be around people like why I'm all feeling all sad and I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like I'm lost. Like why would I want to be around other people? Like I'm in my own little funk, but at the same time, I think going out and being in a social environment can help you kind of get out of that a little bit because you can only be so closed in for so long and I think you need a release and like all right just go out and be a little bit carefree not necessarily go back to your drinking ways or anything yeah. if that's what you're doing but to be around other people I think is necessary after a certain amount of time of being alone for so long like because yes. being alone for so long like you could go into a deeper hole and probably even a bigger depression so that's do true. it for a little bit but come out after a while and show your face and try to you know put on a smile and have some conversations get some different perspectives and then you could go back in your hole if you want <laughs> yeah because you know we are social creatures and we do and like you need other people no matter what like this whole society everything is built off of everyone doing something together you know like so you have to have people and like yes we talk about drinking like that's um makes you healthier stop drinking you know like and stop smoking that makes you healthier like eating better makes you healthier exercising makes you healthier but but we also have to have mental health and hanging out with people like just recently a month ago like I was just going hard on my work and going hard on like everything else and I was like kind of getting by myself again for a few more weeks and then like you had a little party or you went to Dave and Buster's and I went over there and just I was like even your fiance was telling me like you guys need to go out more than just hikes because this is going to help you with your mental health and it really I really didn't need that and even our, you know, my little brother, your, your nephew, um, Mikey, he was like, telling me, Oh yeah, I need that too. We need to go hang out one day. So it's like, you, you have to have, you know, you know, we're positive people and stuff too. So it's like, he, he needs that as well. Like we need, like, you just have to be around people here and there to, for your mental health is just as important. And also doing all these habits of stop drinking and stuff that will help your mental health too, because, you know, like my mental health has gotten a lot better. You know, I'll be listening to the sad songs now still sometimes here and there. And I'm just like, man, it's like, it just doesn't hit as like it did before where I was just like depressed. Now it's like, oh, it's cool. But just my mental health is just in such a better place as now as well as as you get better. And also humans, we love progress. Like progress is what I think like one of the fulfillments in life is if you see yourself and you feel yourself getting better, even if it's a little bit, you start getting that mental health just a little bit better. So that's why you're saying earlier, these small steps, they're small wins. They're like, you want to add up these small wins. Like if you just ate good for breakfast and ate shitty the rest of the day. Like that's a small win. Make that a big win in your head. Like, yes, I did that. That's a great thing. It's not just like, Oh, I just did it. No, I, it's a great thing. I'm making progress. Look what I did. That's amazing. And then do that tomorrow and then do the same thing. And it's just, then, then you're doing a week, then do it a month. And you know, they say what it takes a month to make a habit. 
three months to make a lifestyle. Eventually it becomes a lifestyle. And you're like, okay, now I just, I just eat good every breakfast. That's a lifestyle. I don't even think it's, it's a win, but that's it. Now let's do another win. Let's get another small win in there. And you build on that in order to make growth. And you got to get those small wins because it just puts in your mind. Like they say, like your mind doesn't understand a big win from a small win. It just thinks win. So like you want to get these small wins, no matter how small they are and make them like a big accomplishment in your life and just build off of that. Yeah, a lot of that, too, is just having the right perspective. Um, you know, like you said, celebrate those little wins. I, I called it like confidence stacking. Like, mm, I like that. It doesn't matter how small or big it is. Like, start small and start stacking up those small wins. And mm. eventually you start to believe, like, I can change because look at all these small things that I've improved on. And yeah. then all those things lead up to the big change at the end. Mm-hmm. And it all comes with, too, I think, celebrating those little wins and having the perspective instead of telling yourself, like, oh, it's it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, it is a big deal. It's like yeah. it's part it's part of the process of change. And once you can shift your perspective to seeing those as little positive wins instead of like, oh, they don't mean nothing. And I'll always be the same person. I'll never be able to change. Like those thoughts and beliefs are not helping you. So you got to go in there and switch those perspectives around to help you out like use your perspectives to to get you to the goal like that's what you need to do and another part of like growth i want to talk about is like learning and learning continuously like don't just learn one book and read one book you like i i love learning i've always loved learning even my mom used to say you used to run home from school and just couldn't wait to do your your homework because you're going to learn more you know like now i'd read books like i've always been like about learning and that's really a lot of growth comes from because why sit there and try to figure out all yourself. Everyone's everything's already been figured out most likely. Like, and there's people out there that figured it out and you could learn from them. So it's like, I tell people all the time, like, do you listen like that are like going through problems, whatever in their life? Do you listen to podcasts? They're like, no, I don't. I'm like, do you listen to audiobooks? No, I don't. Do you read like, like besides like not just reading a, a, um, a novel or something like reading something with personal growth, like, and they're like, no, I'm like, well, this is what you like, start doing this. And they don't do it. And it's like, what do you like, you know, I'm giving you the tools and telling you to do it. Like, listen to our podcast, you know, and they're like, do this. Like, they don't do it. Like, because a lot of the stuff from the podcast, I've learned from books and audio books and other people like Jim Rohn, you know, like Grant Cardone. There's so many people out there. Jim Rohn's a great one. Or Tony, Tony Robbins and all these other people, like you can learn from them and it just teaches you so much. And that's where I'm learning it from. So like, you got to learn continuously, like start looking at, Tony Robbins podcast, go to the podcast, go to your podcast and put Jim Rohn in there, watch some YouTube videos. I know there's some people that you really like that you like listen to a lot that helps you a lot. And they're like, and and they, they are so wise and they know so much. And a lot of people just make fun of them, think they're corny or whatever, but these are really the true um, blocks of life that can like learning that could teach you a lot of stuff about how to get better. And like, so what do you think about like, you learn too like a lot from these podcasts and stuff, mentors. Yeah, I I went I've gone through uh sometimes I won't even listen to anything in my car. Like I know a lot of people listen to music or whatever, but I I did get into a point where I zero music and it was just all either like podcasts or I would YouTube like a speaker that I like. I like personally I like Les Brown, Eric Thomas, That's Tony funny. Robbins, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn, like you said. There's a lot of people who have good perspectives on, you know, you might see a thing a certain way in your little bubble, but there could be a totally completely different way to see that thing that you're you you've never been exposed to. So hearing somebody else say, say it 
like opens up these little doors in your mind to like like oh well i didn't even know i could see it that way so mm -hmm. now let me let me dive in a little bit deeper and explore that concept or that perspective a little bit more and yeah i've gotten into a point where i'm just constantly like now i just want to keep learning and growing my my fiance even told me like she's like it just seems like you can never be happy like as soon as you do one thing and you're done like you just move on to the next then i'm like well yeah i was like i'm trying to improve and once i master or i get one yeah. area down like that's how you keep growing is is you keep moving <laughs> and like it's not yes. that i'm i'm not happy for and I used to think that I'm like, maybe I'm not happy. Like, am, am I an uh, unhappy person? I'm like, no, it's just like, I've, after I conquer one area, like I want to move on to the next. I don't want to stay there and become stagnant. I want to, exactly. once I get my eating done or my eating nutrition good, like, all right, let's work out. After you get your workout done, like what's next? And yeah. still things are a process. They take time, but that's the whole thing about growing is change. And you got to kind of get, a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable like yeah. you're gonna have to do things that you've never done before and maybe see things you never saw before but that is how you change and expose yourself to ideas by like you said have, having some mentors having some other people that have a positive mindset that can help you get out of your little funk and help break your little false beliefs that you may have or your negative ways of thinking and yeah. For me, yeah, I just listened to podcasts a lot. And I think that really did help me in the long run, just getting these positive people in your head every day, every day, every day, telling you that you yes. can do it and how to do it. And after a while, you start to believe in yourself and you start changing. And then those changes that you conquer, like give you even more belief in yourself. And then, like you said, you want to become like, uh, eventually get to this elite level that not too many people get to just because you persevered and you kept on adapting to change and you had the desire and the willpower to bring about that change as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you just got to put it in your head every day. That's what I was doing too. And sometimes I have a, like the wrong, I had the wrong focus. I'm like sitting there thinking about how am I going to get financially secure? How am I going to get financially secure? Well, like, how am I going to get my money up? So I was like looking at a lot of, which is a great thing too, because you need that. But like, I think a lot of that had to do with like, I was trying to get out of my situation where I'm in. I'm like, I'm trying to get out of Fontana away from these toxic people. I need money. Yeah. But I wasn't really thinking about other things like how to stop drinking, how to get healthy, how to stop eating, start eating better. So that now that like, I'm in a comfortable position, I'm like, okay, like I feel my body change. And I'm like, I need to actually get my health better because that's what's going to make everything else fall in line. Health is always the number one. They always say health is well. So like I need the health, the, mo the main thing. So I, th I think a lot of people should focus on that because that also helps with your mentality and stuff in your brain. But, you know, I would just listen to that stuff every day. And like, like some of the books I would read just for people out there listening, like, like the financial ones was the richest man in Babylon. Like that will teach you how to grow, personally grow your finances. Like, and that's what was part of growth, you know, like, and, um, you know, but this other books, like what are some books that you had? I'm trying to think of some, but I have like a ton of books here. Like grow rich. Think and Grow Rich, that was a good um, How to Win Friends and Influences People teaches you like how to just uh, talk better to people, like and stuff like that. So you really want to like learn how to talk better, and that was a good one. Like another good, a good one that I read uh, probably within the last year was uh, Atomic Habits. Okay, um, yeah, that one too. That was the one that was basically it talked about growing a little bit. Like try to get one percent better every single day, and by the end of the year, if you do that, you know you're thirty seven times 
better than you were in the beginning of the year. Just one percent. If you could only, yes. if you like, if you could only wake up and if you could only do one push up, do the one push up. Do what you can do, and eventually yeah. you're gonna be able to, to do more. But just one percent better. Maybe one your first day you do one push up. Maybe the second day if you could still only do one and do one, and then eventually you get to two, and then you know eventually you could get to fifty or whatever it is. But yeah, Atomic Habits is the book. Can't remember the author of it, but yeah, I yeah. would recommend that book. To kind of help you out if you're in the gene in the journey of change a little oh yeah. ty lopez says his favorite book was i think mastering oneself i think that's what it's called mastering oneself that was a good one it was a short one it was an audio book i read but it's also a real book but that one was just that one was pretty good as well i like that one but i have a lot of audio books again they're just blanking my mind right now but <laughs> yeah. I, I just have so much like you're saying just and it's like a lot of things I say too. Like, I'll just like, it's, I can't even remember it. But as soon as a situation comes up, I was like, it's just in there. You know, it's in the back of your subconscious and you'll just say it like, oh, it's like this, you know? And like one of the quotes I always think of is um, Jim Rohn's uh, work on yourself harder than you work on your nine to five. And most people put, hate their job and stuff, but they're working for it all day. You know, like, but they're not, and they go home and they're tired, but they don't work on themselves. So you have to work on yourself hard, like, and do that and like, and every day you'll get a little bit better. I really love Jim Rohn. I think people should listen to like his like YouTube videos. To, yeah, if they're like really him. down for, uh, that's a really good place to start. You know, like if you're starting. I think I read another book recently called uh, "Win Win Your Inner Battles." But yeah, it, that was another good one too because it, I think that book talked about getting all the knowledge is one thing. You have to start applying it in your life in some meaningful way for you to bring about the change because it doesn't help you at all just to keep the information in here and not you know if the book tells you to journal and write things down like start to do that like do the things the book is telling you to do because that's how you're going to change like you can't just keep it all in your your mind you have to take some action on it and put it out there into the world and try it if it doesn't work for you like you have to figure out a different angle but yes take action at some point trial and error baby that's a trial and error yeah Yeah. like you just got to take action that's the biggest thing and that's a thing that um grant cardone taught me a lot you know like each person taught me a little bit but grant cardone was just like 10x 10x like just basically like 10x your action whatever you're doing now just go massive do massive action do a big just do as much as you possibly can and like david goggins says that too i'm listening to his book he just says like you know like once you could go and like yesterday we went and did a 16 mile hike you know like after you're done with that you're thinking like i'm tired i can't do anything but technically i could have probably did another 100 100 push-ups you know like your body your mind quits first i think it says before your body i forgot which one yeah so like your body your mind will be like i can't do it but your body can keep going and going and going and going obviously you don't want to overexert it you need rest days a lot of people say you don't want to do too much but it's just the the idea of you can do that you know like it is possible for you to to do so much that it's almost impossible to think that how much your body can actually go and do yeah exactly it's like i can relate it to working out usually it's those last few reps that are are the hardest and like technically you could probably push yourself to to do those last few reps but they're so painful that your mind is telling you like no 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 i don't like this stop (laughs) stop stop." you know there's an aspect of you that can like override that. Like, no, I'm the one that's in charge. Like you listen to what I say. Like I don't listen to, to these little signals, you know, and it's probably there to protect you, but you can override it. You know, there's ways like for me, it was the cold plunge 
getting up every morning and getting myself in that cold water. It's like you're fighting this mental aspect of you that's telling you, I don't like this. I don't want to do it. And you can do it. You just have to exercise that part of your mind mm -hmm. that can override that other aspect of you. And I think it's a, I'm not sure, probably getting the person wrong, but I think it's Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali. Um, might be someone else, but they said something like, you know, like how many sit-ups can you do? And he's like, well, I don't start counting my push-ups, or I don't start counting my sit-ups until it starts to hurt. So he's just yeah. like, oh, I could do 10 or 15 sit-ups and I don't count them. But once it starts hurting, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to start counting to see how long. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, cause it is very hard for you to like, especially with sit-ups, my shit would be just burning. I'm like, oh, it's hurting so bad. And I'm just like, oh, that's it. I was, I'll just wait and rest for a little bit and like do like a minute or two rest and then go back at it. But it's just like th that, that idea of counting it when it starts to hurt, then you could see like, okay, how long could I last and like do this when it's painful? Yeah, like that's that's where you find out what kind of person you are. Are you, you going to quit at number one, or can you get to yeah. five or ten? And yes, that, that's a probably that's another good perspective. I think to have to kind of push yourself. Like, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I like I was at the gym too because I was having a lot, of, a lot of issues with my metabolic health because of my diet, and mm -hmm. uh, so I was at the gym just sitting there doing the the elliptical and I was just going at it and I was just literally just like, once I started getting my heartbeat and I started going, I was just saying, telling myself, I was like, you're a beast. You're the best. You're going to do this. You're going to, you're going to get healthy. You're going to change your life. You're going to be successful. And I just kept telling myself over and over again, like just whatever came to my head at the same time. Like, even if I was just repeating the same things over and over, you're going to be successful. You're going to be, successful. you're going to do it. You're going to win. You're a beast. Like nothing can stop you. You're going to, you're an elite, you know, just, just telling myself that. Cause it's like, you got to tell yourself things like that and reinforce it especially in the moments like that when you're going hard it's like you could do it like if you're doing sit-ups or push-ups like you got this you're doing one more you're 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 not weak you know like just keep pushing yourself and getting that confidence and it'll, it'll help you get through those next few reps that next two hard time and you're like or any moment that difficult moment that you're going through in life and get you through that so then you know that you can uh, you're resilient you're like once you know that you're resilient and you know that you could do something it's amazing what you can do because even like there's a story out there that says like the four minute mile, which you know of, it's like everyone said the four minute mile was impossible. Like, so everyone in their mind already had it as impossible. Well, once one person did it, it's not impossible anymore. Someone did it. So then now like hundreds of people have done it. So it's like a mental barrier. And there's another experiment that I just want to say, like that David Goggins was talking about. And I was telling the people yesterday about it that there was an experiment that scientists did with rats, whatever they put them in um, a thing of water and rats are really good swimmers. They could swim for like a long time. Right. So they were swimming in this thing and trying to find a way out Well, they couldn't find a way out. They'd go to the bottom and try to find a way out. No, they couldn't. And they just die. They would just drown after 15 minutes. Well, the scientists tried to do this new thing where they would like, okay, let's wait until they're totally exhausted about to die and take them out let them set them and dry them off, let them get their heart rate down, let them rest. And then once they're ready to go, put them back in, do the same thing. And then wait until they're almost exhausted. We're about to die, about to drown, take them out. And they would do that like four or five times or whatever. And then they're like, okay, now let's just do it without taking them out. And these um, rats or mice would stay in there for 16 hours swimming around with every exhaustion, couldn't breathe, like couldn't just go in and go in because they thought now they're in the mental, the mental barrier that they broke through saying, somebody's going to save me. So I'm going to try to stay alive. And that's the difference between just knowing that you can be resilient and also thinking and believing that you can't, you know?
Yeah, I freaking I I've heard of that study too. I kind of love it too because that that's almost making me think about like a mouse. Now it's like a mouse. Does a mouse have a similar consciousness to a human in yes. some regards about like that survival where we have these little mental blocks where you believe you can't do something. And you can apply that little mouse mind to the human mind yes. <laughs> and to understand the human mind better. It's kind of freaking crazy. But yeah, I, everything has a survival mechanism, yeah. Or I've heard uh, both those stories. I've heard the see. This is why you got to listen to your mentors and listen to other people. Because I heard that that four minute story, uh, the four minute mile story from uh, Les Brown. Yes. Basically talked about yeah, people never even attempted it because they didn't know it was possible but as soon as that one guy bro broke it like a sh i think he said something like i can't remember the exact time but it was a short time frame after that where like 100 people did it yeah and it was just because of that one person did the impossible the impossible yeah and now since he did it people were like well i can do it too and since they had that belief in themselves they were able to do it so it's like what else in your life are you capable of that you're holding your back you're you're, you're holding yourself back from probably a lot you're like we are more resilient and more capable than i think we give ourselves credit for and it's so easy and i think that it goes back to wanting to be comfortable it's like mm -hmm. it's so much easier to not do the hard stuff and just live a comfortable life but like you know being comfortable is not where you are going to grow like if yes. you're going to be comfortable comfort and uh growth do not exist in the same realm you're or <laughs> exist in the same realm you're gonna have to do the uncomfortable to get the better things in life yeah just like quitting sugar like it was uncomfortable for 14 days you know, seven days i was totally withdrawing that was very uncomfortable but i knew like through past like the drinking and stuff that i could accomplish this so it's like it's like, I, in my mind, I knew I could do it, but I just had to get through that first week or two, you know, same thing with you and smoking. It's like, it's just crazy. But like the human body and the human mind is capable and human, just humans in general are capable of obviously amazing feats. Look at what we built, look at the things we've done, like throughout history. And like, just even recently, like we're amazing creatures and like our body also just everyone else it has amazing ability to heal. It could heal. Your lungs can heal from stop smoking. Your mind can heal from depression. You know, like your stomach can heal from bad ha like eating habits. Like you have an amazing ability to heal and your, your cells and stuff change after seven years. They say your whole body like gets new cells, you know, like, and so you're, you don't know the power that you have within yourself. Like you have so much power to change, to heal, to get better and to accomplish not just good things, amazing, crazy things. So you got to think of that as well as like, I'm just going to go like, even if I feel like shit, whatever, I'm going to do it because I know one day I'm going to be elite. I could get cancer. Boom. I'm going to beat it. We have a friend, a mutual friend that beat, um, pancreatic cancer is a 6% chance. He's living for five years after already. Most people die in three months. Like this, that's an amazing, like to me, that's one of the most amazing things I've seen out of any of person that I know, you know, like it's a more of a, like, it's just amazing. Like, you know, we stopped drinking. That's amazing. But this guy beat pancreatic cancer. I can't even imagine if going through that, you know, like what that was like. So it's like, there's so much like ability and like a possibility that you have and you can do it, you know, you can do it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, you said something I was going to relate on, but I'm having a brain fart at the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like listening to it, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> I do that too. But yeah, so it's just, you know, like about 10 minutes here, I got to head out anyhow, because I got to watch the, the Colts and Rams game. Uh oh, <laughs> go Rams, everybody! You know, but yeah, um, 
yeah. So it's just, you know, growth is crazy because you're doing it. I'm doing it. We've both been doing it for a while. We have, you know, friends that are doing it. I'm pretty sure you're even rubbing off on some of your friends. Cause I know like, has anyone ever told you like you're helping me get better? Like yet? Cause I know fuck, so many people, cause you know, I've been doing social media for a while, a lot longer than you have. And like actually putting yourself out there. And so many people have told me to change. Like so many people told me like, I started investing because of you, you know, like I just got one today. Like someone messaged me and he says like, I'm taking my health a lot more seriously now because of you, you know, like it's crazy. So has anyone like told you those because positive reaffirmations and like helping people is also another way to get motivation for you to get better as well. Because like, like I say, live through a, what do you call it? A um, live through example. So then mm-hmm. people start telling you that and you're like, yes, look, I'm helping them. Like, and then it feels good and you want to keep doing it. Yeah. I think the only person that's uh, personally told me is uh, my fiance. She, I think I'm kind of rubbing off on her. She sees me doing my workouts every day and she started doing, we have a little cycling bike here. So she started doing that here mm-hmm. and there. So nice. I see I am rubbing off on her, but she and has also, son. yeah. Yeah. My son, he likes to work out with me. He'll do my little sit up routine with me and. You yeah. can do quite a, quite a good amount of pull-ups now because he just he sees me do it, so he's like, "Let's work out, Daddy. I want to work out." So nice. uh, let me put him up on the, the pull-up bar. So I'm hoping that I'm instilling some of these good habits in him. So when he gets older in life, he just has this this thought, or maybe it'll even be subconscious. I like, no, you need to exercise. Exercise is good for you. So yeah, that's the goal there. Well, um, if anything, you're just at least teaching him. So he know he knows how to do it. If he wants to, do, if he doesn't want in the future, let's like say he's thirty and just wants to do it, He'd be like, well, now I, I remember what my dad taught me. Yeah, so that's always there. If you never teach him, then it's like I gotta figure it out and learn it now. But now he already at least knows it. Yeah, yeah. And to go back to the question, I think Valerie, like people haven't personally reached that and told me much, but Valerie, yet, brother, <laughs> Valerie will say like, oh, so and so said this, like they're proud of you. You're encouraging. Oh, nice you're inspiring them to better themselves so it gets to me one way or another but Chris like, Davis, like i think people on facebook have told you too like you're doing great and stuff like that as well yeah yeah, yeah. so you yeah, know yeah. that they're you're inspiring them i think and she's like just because people aren't liking your video and sharing it and all this other stuff she's like it doesn't mean you're not impacting them like people mm-hmm. just you know you inspire them and they're more quiet about it and yeah, a lot of That's people. Why I do post the the videos that I do. It's like I want to encourage other people to better themselves. Obviously, I'm not going to force them to, but if I could be a source of inspiration, like look at Stephen, he's doing his diet, he's getting up early, he's doing his exercise, and if I can inspire people by just living my life and doing the things that I do regularly, like hell yeah, that makes me happy. If I could help somebody make a positive change in their life, like. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what yeah. I'm trying to do. Like, hopefully I can inspire and help somebody else out, especially if they're going through a funk and they feel alone. Like, you know, you're not alone. You're not the only one who's suffered and been through the struggle and been going through uh, their little funks or depression. So come to other people who have been through it and figure out how they got out of it and, you know, mm-hmm. listen to what they say and try to maybe implement some of those things and take action on some of those things and see if it could help you out in the end yep and you know you know your uh twitter or all your handles are at steven z but i love your content like it took me forever to try to get you to do content because you're like well i just want perfection not like and but i just don't think you're ready at that point but i'm so glad you're making content now and like i always wanted to do things like podcasts and stuff like that but i like 
I don't like other people want to do it with me, but I'm like, I, I want to do it with Steven. Like that's who I want to do it with. Cause I, I know like we think a lot alike and similar, like with this kind of stuff, but like also too, with like your fiance, like I could see, she even told me like, yeah, maybe I, I don't drink as much because of him. Like she drinks too, but she's like, I don't drink as much. Like I'll just, because I know like, you know, if, if Steven's getting totally wasted, I could get totally wasted. But now like, she's like, Oh, he's not getting wasted. I'll just drink a few, you know, like, and like you're saying, she's exercising, which is also great too. Cause you know, this kind of stuff does rub off on people no matter what. Like, so that's awesome too. But I know you're inspiring a lot of other people too. Cause even on your uh, TikTok videos, there's, you got like a little group of like other ice bathers that are on people that do ice baths that like comment on your stuff a lot. Like they're kind of like your regular regulars and stuff. Like I have some on Twitter the same way, like your, you know, your regulars and those ones, even though they might not say it, they're definitely getting a lot of strength and inspiration from you as well. And you probably get some from them. And it's kind of just like a, a group and a community now. And it's, and that's what we build off of. Like all human history has always been built off of communities. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even one of the people who follow me, he's a cold plunger. He stopped, you know, it did heat up for a while. So I think that's why he stopped cold plunging. But he recently came out with a video. He's doing the fitness thing now. And Oh, yeah, that guy. I know who you're talking about. I was depressed a little bit. And I kind of wasn't posting on tiktok anymore but he's like now i found like my new thing he's like i'm gonna yeah. do be posting exercise kind of content i'm like hmm. i was like maybe i had something to do with that maybe not yeah. but, you know, <laughs> it could be or could not be but definitely it, it did would be kind of cool if, if that was true <laughs> no, I, I definitely probably somewhere in there like everything's in your subconscious but yeah, it's like the same thing too. It's like sometimes like you might get a little depressed and like, because you're not growing. So he's like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this 60 day challenge. Let's do a 30 day challenge. And that gets you back going because now you're progressing again. It's like, oh, now I'm not as depressed because I'm progressing because people always need progression. Progression and growth is amazing. It's, gr it's great. Yeah, I think, I think another positive thing is uh, just learning to enjoy their journey. Like I had uh, back in the day when I had my goal of getting the six pack, it was like, as soon as I got the goal, it's like, I got fat again. It's like, don't fixate yourself so much on the goal because eventually you're going to get the goal and you'll be happy when you get it. But that happiness won't sustain itself forever. Like at That's some true. point it's going to go away. So you got to learn to enjoy the journey part of it. And then once you, you know, I'm not saying not to have goals, but enjoy the journey. Once you hit the goal, you can make another goal and then yep. enjoy the journey to that next one. But if you kind of get hung up on just the goal, like it could be very tricky to hit the goal and then think you're done. Like, I don't have to do anything anymore. You know, mission accomplished. Like, no, create another mission. Maybe give yourself a break a little bit if you need the, the mental break, but yeah, create another goal for yourself. So you have something to work towards on. So you're progressively and constantly growing and growing and becoming better and better and better. And it's kind of like the 1% thing, get a little bit better every day, because I think that's what life's about. And I think that's what gives it meaning and value is to push yourself. Like, at some point, I think you want to know what you're capable of. And if you're not testing yourself or taking any risks, it's like, I think that kind of leads to depression, too. Because for me, it was like, I know I'm capable of more, but I'm not doing these things for whatever reason. And then I'd be all sad about it. Cause I think deep down, I knew I would just, I could do more, but for whatever reason that wasn't. And that no. I think it lead to getting into these funks. And I also did the same thing too. Like I would get to 190 and I would like just stop and then get back up again. And like one thing I think of is like a goal is the, like a journey is not a destination, you know? 
a goal is kind of a destination. So once you like, what happens when you get to your destination, you stop, like you're traveling to your destination and you get there and you stop. A, a goal is kind of a destination. And it's great to have goals, but you want some small goals and you want bigger goals. You always want to be chasing something, you know, like, but I don't want to just be 190. I want to be um, at elite health, you know? So it's like, okay, the goal is 190 now. The goal is 185. Now I'm at 184. The goals get to 179 next, but my, 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 my big goal is to be an optimal elite health. So like, a goal like is like a destination, but a journey is the process. And you want it like, and that's just something that never ends. Like it's always going to pr- go. So it's like, you're always until you're dead pretty much. So keep with the journey and enjoy that journey because it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to get this goal, hit the destination and I'm there uh, rest. No, this is a process. The journey is life, you know, and it's the progression of life and you want to enjoy life and you want to enjoy the journey. Yeah. It reminds me of a, a it, there's a book about it, but I've seen a movie called uh, A Peaceful Warrior. And the guy is kind of like training, training this younger kid. And he takes him on a hike up to, you know, up some big hill. And he's like, you know, the whole time he, you're saying you're excited and he gets to the top and he's like, he's like, well, what's this big thing you wanted to show me? He's like, and he's kind of looking around and he's like points to the ground and there's a rock on the floor. And the kid's like, better not be that rock. And he's like, He's like, what? He's like, you're happy the whole way up here. Like, you couldn't wait to see what it is I had to show you. And because it was a rock, he, he's all like, he was all unsatisfied. He was mad. He's like, why are you all mad now? Because of the, the end result. No. He's like, when you're so happy with the journey all up into this whole time until you got to this. And maybe the whole point of it was hmm. maybe when you do get the goal, it's not exactly how you thought it w- would be. So you're unhappy with it. Mm, yes. There's a really good uh, movie kind of, and then uh, he does have that realization, like, no, like it's about, it's about the journey, like love the journey. Cause that's where the majority of your life is going to be in these journeys that you take. The goal yep. of course, you know, is going to be there. But like I said, it's very short lived. It's not going to make you happy forever. So learning how to enjoy the, the discomfort of change and growing and the yep. process of just going through the journey, I think it's going to help you out in the long run. Exactly. All right. Well, we're just going to end it there. Um, so you wanted to say, I'll, I'll say some last words and you could say some last words. Uh, you know, I just want to say out there for everyone that's struggling and uh, with just know that we're here, you could reach out to us and DMS. We love to help people that actually want to be helped and not people that are just bullshitting or whatever, but you know, like, just keep, could know that we're here and there's other people out there. There's a lot of information. We're here just to help and help people grow. Please share the podcast too with other people that you might know that are struggling. Maybe you're not struggling. Someone else is, but you know, like there is you're, you're capable and you're definitely capable of climbing any mountain, no matter what p- position you are in life, no matter where you at in your life, you can get better. And even if it's just 1% better per day, 1% better per month, just get better, try your best. And just never quit and just keep trying at it and you'll get there. And that's basically growth is a beautiful thing. And just keep at it. I love to see it. What would you like to say? Yeah. To add on to that, I'll say uh, like nobody is really going to be able to help you unless you want to help yourself. So like, of course, if you wanted to reach out to me or Aaron, I'm sure we're going to give you the best advice we could give, but you have to be willing to kind of accept the advice if you want it. Like we're always down to help. And especially if you're in the struggle and you're lost, like 
if we could be a source of guidance for you, like that makes me happy. If I could help somebody out, because I've been through that struggle. I've been down in the hole. I've been, been through the trenches and just realize change. It's going to get to a point where it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an easy cakewalk and, you know, nothing in life that's meaningful to have is, you know, comes easy. I was going to ask you a question. I'll save it for the next uh, podcast, but yeah, just yeah. realize, uh, change is hard. It's not going to be easy and look to other people who have done it for some guidance, some advice, see what they did, make some notes, kind of make it your own and change. Yeah. Like Aaron said, change is possible. You just got to want it bad enough and you got to yeah. be willing to, to do the hard shit to get there. Exactly. So, all right, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This is a uh, number five now, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, tune in for number six. We'd love to have you here and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Peace out.